Welcome back to Have an Opinion. Nick and Kyle here. We have another exciting episode as we do every single week for you. Today we're going to be talking about Conor McGregor. We're going to be talking about have we seen the best musicians that will ever live. And we'll wrap it up with another Forensic Files review. All that and more on the menu for Have an Opinion. And welcome back to Have an Opinion. It's Nick. It's Kyle. You've come to expect that already. Yep. So uh, hopefully you're not surprised to see us sitting at this table. It's been a long day for both of us, as yeah. we're both members of the workforce now. Yeah. I, I was really sad at work because I started to realize that I couldn't just do this full time. Yeah. The hard realization I, that about a million people weren't going to hit subscribe in a week was just really unfortunate. And it was hard to let settle in. I thought of that too. But here we are. Yeah. I thought of it on the flip side. I was cleaning the machine. I was like, wouldn't it be cool if we could be like, you know what? I can't work Tuesdays. We have we have a podcast we do. Yeah. And this was big enough to where if they said, all right, like, okay, I'll just leave. You know what I mean? Like we could, like if what, they don't accommodate us, we could just leave the job. What What, what is that? Look at all these scratches from the cardboard. Mm-hmm. That's unbelievable. That's hard work is what that it is. It is. It is. I put my blood, sweat, and tears into that work today. Stocking those shelves and freezers. Uh, but yeah, it's good to, uh, I've never taken this table for granted, but I do feel like I underestimated its value as I stood there doing what I do at my job today. I mm. felt like I took all these moments for granted where I just sat on my couch all day and waited uh. for Kyle to say, be there in 10. And then I got up, <laughs> got up, changed out of my PJs and said, time to look presentable. Mm-hmm. But, uh, let's get right into it. A little low energy, I think. Hopefully it picks up here. Yeah. Uh, in the coming moments, which I think it will because we're going to start off with the heated debate of uh, have we seen the best musicians we will ever see? Absolutely. So, Mr. Answer. I came up with this topic. Why don't you <laughs> Why don't you fire the opening salvo? Yeah. I, uh, I think you could apply the have we seen the best we're going to see to to a lot of things in life and i generally trend towards yes i think we've we've peaked in a lot of areas and i don't know i it seems kind of like a pessimistic view of things but like i don't know if we're gonna have better music than what's already out there and the what i put down here is like and in that movie class that i've told you about in previous uh episodes and just talking in the 50s there was elvis the 60s was the beatles 70s was Led Zeppelin, then 80s was like Michael Jackson, like the pop star mm-hmm. decade. Just those four, huge, I mean, that's leaving off a ton of famous musicians, but like just those four even that defined four decades. Is anybody going to top them? Yeah. In their respective categories? I don't think so. You can make the argument Elvis, you know, I know people don't like him as much. The Beatles, people say is overrated, but like... I don't know. I don't think anybody's going to be as popular as they were. I think the Beatles were. are easily the most influential like group ever. Yep. I I don't know how it couldn't be seen that way. Yeah. I know people now it might be easier because it's like getting older and older, the generation that grew up with them. Right. But I still think it, if you listen to like how they composed the song and now it's so similar to like the modern pop song. Yeah. I think it's undeniable how talented they all were too. Right. Yeah, the amount of hits they have. I mean, they have an album that's 30 number one hits. Mm-hmm. I think Elvis's might be 32. Either way. Yeah. Lot of, I, and Michael Jackson right there with them. In terms of bands, I think it's hard to say. Like, the 
the Beatles weren't the most influential. I think it's hard to say someone else would be more influential. Right. It just doesn't. It, I can't comprehend how that would work, especially with the way technology stuff is now. Mm-hmm. Like, you can go online and see concerts. You can see music videos. You can see singles, leaked music, everything. Yeah. I'm drinking way too much of that Dr. Pepper. I keep burping. Burpee. Um, mm-hmm. But in I don't think in the Beatles' time, they showed up and were on Ed Sullivan, and if like you missed it, then you you missed it. You know there, right? You can't go back and watch those things. So like, there's that, all point. that pandemonium around them and their arrival here, and like I I don't think you would see anything like that nowadays. No, I I know that one uh, K-pop group like BTS has a huge following over sure. here, and it's probably massive. But even to Michael Jackson, like what there was, he was overseas and stepped out on the balcony of his hotel room and there was like thousands of people just standing there trying to look at him. Right. Like, well, you'll never see that again. No. Especially social media and you see these people all the time. And some of not like so, in person, but right. just seeing them right. and knowing what their daily lives are. It's not like you're trying to sneak around and see what they're doing. And like someone so like beloved, like Michael Jackson or the mm-hmm. Beatles. Granted, there were haters for everybody, you know. I'm not saying there wasn't, but I feel like rock, country, and pop, those are the three major music categories I listed that have all declined, mm-hmm. I think, over time. Okay. Rap and hip-hop, you can make an argument, have gotten better. A I lot think of newer rappers. If anything, will, if anything can be broken from a music perspective, I think it's the like rap, hip-hop, EDM, mm. pop kind. I don't know pop, because pop doesn't really use those real instrument right. kind of elements anymore. Like, Well, in pop... I mean, like Huey Lewis and Michael Jackson used to be pop, mm-hmm. and now pop's like not even. It doesn't sound like music compared to those. Yeah, you know, it's more like techno. Heavy, I, you I have think. Eddie Van Halen doing the guitar for "Beat It," and right? Stuff like, it, and sure, it happens now, but it's not commonplace. It's more over filtered and stuff like that. It doesn't sound as raw and organic as those other right pop songs did, where you have like real drums and real bass and real guitars and. That's just, I think now that music isn't as real like mm-hmm. that, I don't think you're going to get I mean, better. you could you could listen to a Kelly Clarkson song, like, Since You've Been Gone, and there's a guitar riff, there's heavy drums. Right. And, and at the time, that was called, like, the poppier side of rock, like pop rock. And now, True. you listen to some quote-unquote rock records from now, and they don't have as many actual raw kind of rock elements That's as a point. Kelly Clarkson song does. Yeah. So, I think music... And and then you even go like to Beethoven and Bach and all those guys, right? You could say it's declined since them. Yeah, in terms when, of talent and come composing a song and stuff. Yeah, well, I was gonna say composers. I I think that's that peaked a long time ago. Yeah. There's some good movie composers that are still out there, but it, like, do you hold the Star Wars theme to the same level as like Beethoven's Fifth? You yeah, know? yeah. Probably not. I hope not. Yeah, the Star Wars theme's better. <laughs> yeah. I'm, somebody would argue it, I'm sure. I don't know. That's one where, like, if we had, like, a huge fan base, that'd be a good one, like, good poll question. Mm-hmm. I'm curious how many people out there in the world agree with that. I think you'd have to. At least for most of it. And we could do this with movies, how do you... with TV. I mean, you could do it, with, like I said, with really anything that humans have done over time. Have we peaked? You have to think of the first people to do it, too. Right. Like you can have Jimi Hendrix and say, "I Jimi Hendrix is the best guitar player, and he inspired so and so, who inspired someone now." Right. So the people who are relevant now were inspired by other people, mm-hmm. who in turn are thus probably in the heads of a lot of people better than someone. 
Right. Like John Mayer, I really like, and I think he's a great guitar player. Even he makes you know fluffy music once in a while. Right. Uh, but Stevie Ray Vaughan's like his inspiration okay. for like who got him into guitar and stuff. I think BB King might be. And Huge, so yeah. you have all of those guys inspiring the greats of right now, mm-hmm. which means how much more influential can someone be in terms of that instrument now? I see what you're saying. How influential can someone's singing style be if they're mimicking the singing style of someone from the 60s or 70s or 80s? That's a good point. So I think in that sense, it's hard to say someone will be better in the future. Yeah, I... And it's tough, too, because, like, technology has changed. Like you said with the Beatles, like, part of the reason they were so popular is because they were not one of the only options, but, like, it wasn't a saturated... uh, market yeah, right? yeah you know what i mean like sense. not that there weren't like the rolling stones or elvis they were all around but like the beach boys yeah like it almost seems like and now there's so much the of everything what we don't take that beach boy slander here no i i like the beach boys <laughs> they're good yeah i don't i don't i don't think we're gonna get any better music I, it's tough i don't listen to new music I listened. I listened to Freebird today on the ride home, and I listened to One by Metallica, and I thought, "Ah, oh, shoot! I wish we didn't have to record on my phone." Why? I went and I just added like a bunch of songs oh. to my country playlist, mm-hmm. and a bunch of them were from like a '90s country playlist oh, I found. Good, so I just good. wanted to like read them off to you and see oh. how excited you got. But I forgot about Dang that. It. I would have gotten excited. Well, I didn't forget about it. It's just my phone's being used to record today's episode. We'll Which means only time. half of today's episode might be on video because I hardly have any storage left. But I, I, again, today's probably going to be shorter just because today was my first day of work and I'm exhausted. And well, yeah. Kyle's like, man up, man up. I've been grinding the two job life for a, half a year now. No Suck it up. It's different. Hey, shout out to Kyle for not wearing a North Face hoodie today. As yeah, well. I got. Out He's of work repping early. the alma mater. Yep, I got out of work early. I got to change. I got to get all gussied up. Oh wow, wow! Got we my... see that little hairstyle <laughs> in the front there. He's trying to dazzle the young, uh, the young viewers of ha- that didn't sound right. The young, the young adult women of the of the show good, that watched. There save. we go. That good was a, that was the most PC way he could have said that. Uh, his number's at the bottom of the screen right now. <laughs> uh, call for a good time. Scrolls. Saturday night might be a good time. Conor McGregor, mm-hmm. Dustin Poirier, the third fight of their trilogy. Both th- men. I'm sorry, I didn't know it was the third. I thought it was the second. No, they fought a third. long time ago. The so first they one. F- they fought right before like well McGregor still had like I don't want to call it dreadlocks, but he had a, a, that like cornrows that, that like cornrow tied up hairstyle. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he won way back when he was like sporting that really early. That was right. Poirier's first KO loss. McGregor lost earlier this year to, to Poirier. That so was McGregor's first KO loss. Oh, so now like they know. each Is have that stakes? incentive. Yeah. Uh, neither of them are going to have the belt. I think it's kind of implied the winner will get the next shot at the belt. Who uh, has the belt? Charles Oliveira. Okay. I can't remember his last name. I enjoy like watching his fight, I too. I literally saw most of the title fight against Michael Chandler. I think it's Charles Oliveira. Oliveira. I can't okay. remember his last name. doesn't matter. Uh, I mean, it kind of does. Kind of disrespecting the dude. Uh, but, yeah, really good story. He's Brazilian. Okay. Um, just a good kind of just – he. It looked like maybe it wasn't going to work out for him, and then he ended up working his way up, and now he's the champ. Good story. That is good. Uh, the main thing I want to talk about this, this isn't going to take too long. It's just kind of how screwed the McGregor 
train is if he loses this fight. That's what I was going to ask you. Because then, then he becomes, he's like, what, 32, 33 right now? Right. He's old. He's won I mean, one fight in the last six years, I think. What? Five or six years. That's insane. Well, I mean, I guess Because he think- didn't fight in 2017 because he boxed Mayweather. Right. Didn't f- or he lost to Khabib. Khabib, he lost to Poirier. He lost to Poirier. He beat Cowboy. True. Who lost six fights in a row. Wow. I think that's it. He's won one fight in four years. Right. And, and it was, it was against a guy who's lost six fights in a row now. And it was in like 20 seconds or whatever. Yeah. The shoulder shrug he gave I, him. I think he'll still sell fights. Oh, sure. But it's hard to be like, this. we can keep putting him in big marquee events at this point. Well, that's just it. Because if the winner gets a shot at the title, what does the loser get? How much, you know I mean, how many people does he have to fight to yeah. get another shot? And. Oh, go ahead. The, I'll say the my tough thought. thing is, is like I really like Dustin Poirier, like getting to know who he is and like his mm. views on his like career and stuff. Right now, I I really like listening to him and I really like his headspace and I I want to say I won't be heartbroken if Poirier beats McGregor, but at the same time, I'm probably going to be pissed. So right. It's tough to call right now, but I'm hoping for a good fight. Yeah. I, I I probably want McGregor to win a little more than I want Poirier to win, but. You know, it's, I go back and forth on McGregor. It's like I like the cockiness, and then I don't. The cockiness isn't as good when he gets beat, because uh-huh. then it's, it's like such he, a, a weird dynamic too. Because he's not a good guy. Like, right? He's been in so much trouble. Yeah, he runs his mouth and has barely done anything in like five years. But just knowing that he's the one that got me into watching MMA, you got knowing like a soft that spot. he's the most like character guy there is in the UFC. I mean, there's a couple other strong contenders like the Colby Covingtons of the world right. and stuff. But it's just hard to say. This is a guy that was influential for so many people getting into the sport. Yeah. Watching him get his ass kicked time and time again. When he's still technically kind of in his prime, you know, mid-30s is when I think they say you're out of your prime. He's still in his early 30s. So I just think it'd be really disheartening. It'd be really frustrating. And then it gets to the point to where it's hard to be like, hey, this guy was really good. Take my word for it. Yeah. Because that's what happened to Chuck Liddell. He kept taking all those cash grab fights, and he was clearly over the hill. And The Iceman. Maybe McGregor will fight Jake Paul one day. I feel like if he loses this fight, he's got to fight. Nate Diaz again. You gotta have some like big money grab. At that grab point, you fight. just keep going for the money grabs, and who right. cares what the result is if you're him? Right. Like fight Nate Diaz again. Give people that fanfare. Maybe wins that fight. Fights the title holder or the guy who loses the title. Yeah, you know I, I, mean? I like, don't know. Th- that division's stacked though. Yeah. So I mean, there's, there's so many talent. people he could fight. He could fight Max Holloway again. He beat Max Holloway. Max Holloway's in that division. He's got to be. They, they all bounce around. I mean, oh, they okay. fought. I think he fight. I think his main weight's at one fifty five, but he's been fighting the one above that. I think. Okay, I was just saying. With I like know Volk- he's I think be. Volkanovski and them are the weight class. I can never remember. I think they're the weight class up. Okay. But Holloway f- has fought at one fifty five. I believe. I see. Because I was gonna say, I think he has the belt. Or he's but, gotta have I don't some know what belts. division they fought at because that was before I was really watching. Mm. So I can't remember his lightweight or the one above. But Holloway might be my favorite. Or featherweight, it might have even been. I don't know. Right. That'd be cool if he could fight Holloway. I think he'd lose. Oh, I don't. Ho- I don't think his Holloway's punch tall. Losing. That's the problem with Diaz and Holloway. If he loses this one, both of them can eat so much. Mm-hmm. And maybe Holloway's at the table and in the octagon. Right. I don't know. Holloway might be the best boxing UFC guy out there. Yeah, he's definitely in the top right ten, at least. After that no look, maybe jab, top five. He was like he's looking at top. the trainer. 
Well, there's another video of him when he fights Brian Ortega. The guy, he just beat him to a pulp. Really? This is probably like three years ago. His face was destroyed. Like everyone was like, "How are you just letting? How are you letting this man fight?" He literally like I think it was the Brian Ortega fight. He pulls his hand up in the middle of the fight. He's like, "Put your hand here if you want to block my punches," and then starts just hitting him again. Wow. <laughs> That guy's so cool. I love it. Uh, how do you root against that? That's the problem with McGregor, I think. There's so many other guys now who are good, mm-hmm. who have stepped up their game and never lost that drive. Yeah. Whereas he's tried to just, you know, gut that feeling of I'm a megastar. I right. can start companies, be on TV, do whatever. Yeah. His, I think some of that eat. drive's gone for him. And I think that's what might lead to him losing. I could see it, I feel especially like if Poirier's he got it, if he's on the upswing and mm-hmm. McGregor's on the down. I think McGregor McGregor doesn't need to be doing fighting anymore. He's right. doing so many other things. He's a marketable human right. without fighting. It's I'm like, sure he's moving millions of merch a day still, or right. a week, a month, whatever. It's like athletes mm-hmm. when they're you know chasing rings versus like legacy. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You can. There's a difference in. Except for a few, you know, like Jordan, Brady. Obviously, those guys are always going 100%. Yeah. But, you know, you can tell when it's like, I don't need this anymore. Mm-hmm. And there's that hesitation almost. He's got to watch the leg kicks. Did him in yeah. last time. Yeah, he I does. I still think he won the first round. I forgot that fight. I remember we watched it either together or we were texting. I mean, we text most yeah. fights. Yeah, so I'll it have was... i to try and find this one. It's this it's Saturday? Painful. Yeah. Okay. I have to work at 6 a.m., so... Yeah, I'll be out of town. I hope but... it's a quick KO. <laughs> quick KO for Just... my boy, the Irishman. Pow. First first punch. Forensic him. F- forensic files. We'll get into that now. Yep. Who my, done it? My notebook is upstairs with all my oh. notes. But I think I remember enough to where I should yeah. be able to interject. Gotcha. But if not, don't screw up. All right. Kyle's taking the lead. This was oh, pre-planned. This was. Some might say I'm a crazy human and purposely didn't bring my notebook down here to put oh, more no. pressure on Kyle but I'm not that much of a jerk I just start reading completely wrong it's it's a different episode alright who done it episode I forget the collection it was in you might know that one three collection three on Netflix I found out they're all on Netflix mm-hmm. or Netflix they're all yeah. on Wikipedia if you go to the forensic files Wikipedia and hit Netflix collection it tells you the episode oh, oh and then oh. it says season error Oh, okay. Season, season number, then it goes Netflix, Netflix collection, oh, Netflix episode. So you can just yeah. compare. I know uh, IMDB, the movie app, they have free movies and TV on there. Mm-hmm. Uh, all Forensic Files is on there as well. Oh, but they don't cool. match the collections wise. I didn't think they would. Yeah. Uh, so it opens with Steve and Kim Rico. They are a <laughs> married couple in St. Michael's. On the Maryland shore. What what does the narrator say? I know they talk about like a dinner party. Yeah, like a murder. And then mystery. they're like, but the real dinner but there was a real murder oh, yeah. after the party or something. And yeah, was, they always do that opening teaser and like he explains what a murder mystery dinner party I is. I gotta go get my notebook. I'm sorry. No, Entertain the people. That's fine. Do you actually want me to uh I'm just gonna wait for you. So a grizzly bear walks into a bar. <laughs> It's actually a good joke. I'll tell you later. I teleported. Uh, he says <laughs> the performance of the killer wasn't good enough for uh, investigators. That's I, what he says. Glad you wrote down. I do remember that now that you say it. I love the like cheesy like one-liner type mm-hmm. thing because like they they're trying to be funny but like not insensitive funny because yeah. somebody actually died. 
Do you want me to continue? Yeah, yeah. Oh, you yeah. No, no, no. This, <laughs> is, your, no this is yours. God, this is yours. This is me. My episode, too, I should have clarified. I picked this episode. Yeah, Kyle did. For once. Kyle put on his waders and I, went I, ways <laughs> deep into the waters of uh, I always, this episode. I always tease, like, oh, I know a good episode that's similar, and then we never watch any of them. So, uh, St. Michael's on the Maryland Shore, Valentine's Day, 1998. How cute. So, I would have been a couple months old. Just a young cub. I was conceived on that day. That day? Exactly. I was born nine months after Valentine's Day, 19. I was born on November 13th. Oh, almost wow. to the day, nine right. months. Hey. Look with that thought in your head. And now I have to. <laughs> well, unfortunately. I don't know if that's going to make the cut. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it might have to. <laughs> unfortunately, um, some more sinister things occurred on Valentine's Day, 98 in Maryland, as I've said for the third time. Wait, you said you were a couple months old? Yeah, I was born in October 98. Valentine's Day's in February. Am I? Oh, I'm... I'm, I'm glad you didn't need me to point that no, out to you. Oh, you're right, because of the way the years go. I always think October's at the end. That's, well, it is at the end. That, that's like a... There was a like, mind teaser question for like money that's one of those like man on the street kind of shows oh, doing, yeah, and they're yeah. like... When does Christmas come before New Year's? Or when does New Year's come before Christmas? And they were like, never. They go, no, New Year's is on January 1st. It's the first day of the year. It always comes before Christmas. And everyone's like, ah! Yeah. Dang it. I was not a couple months old then. I was uh, I was not alive for this one. Any who's it. <laughs> yeah, dar- darn it. I didn't get to, I didn't make it to the dinner. He doesn't remember hearing about Steve Rico in the papers. <laughs> no, I wasn't part of the theater. So they're on a uh, Valentine's Day weekend vacation event, Steve and Kim. Uh, Steve is, he works uh, in the golfing world. I didn't catch exactly what he does. I think he was like, like head groundskeeper. Head to, right. Okay. I was going to say more than just like a caddy or something. Like he, he was kind of high up. Hashtag more than a caddy. Right, exactly. <laughs> And his wife was a surgical technician, medical technician. They use different phrases. She worked in a hospital. She was around medical supplies. Um, Remember that. That's key. That is very key. So they go to a murder mystery theater event where it's a bunch of couples sit together. They watch a performance. They made it seem like you interact with people. Yeah, the reenact. This was really reenactment heavy, this one. It was. It showed a lot of, you know, flashback it almost looked With like that real grainy footage. little filter. It, yeah, right. So you know that it happened in the past. They always really make those people look similar. They do. For, for like early 2000s, right, like, the, the effort they put into making sure the reenactment looks close to the real person, there's only been a couple of times where I'm like, eh. I wonder That's if they, probably they use that grainy little right, fog looking thing it. too, but it looks pretty accurate. Do you think they searched for actors or if they just had a pool of people and they were like, you know what, you guys look close enough, you'll be in this I episode. think it's all the narrator. It's just I like to think the narrator just has a big closet. He's a quick change He guy. puts like grapefruits in a dress once in a while and is just like, ah! He's oh, wait, the entire wait. circuit. I don't want to throw us completely off track. I watched one with my girlfriend. Hi. Uh, on Sunday morning. You told me about this. Sunday morning coming episode. down. Yeah. It was this one where this photographer kills this model who was like a lingerie bikini model. Okay. And... I won't spoil the whole thing other than the photographer does it, which you have to have less than four brain cells. Right, that's how, out. yeah. But she she was like a bikini model. Okay. So she took photos of her, the photos of her were in bikinis, right. lingerie, revealing stuff. Sure. 
that, you know, if you were in middle school, your mom be like, throw that out. Like that kind of thing. And yeah. they were showing all these pictures of her. Right. And they make this guy, this one guy that, because they had no idea what happened to this woman because it wasn't documented by her agency and she didn't tell anyone what was happening. Okay. Other than she had another audition that night for a TV show that she never showed up to. Okay. So they go, this random guy, whatever his name was, was clean, emptying garbage cans for his job when he found the pictures of her and took them home. <laughs> and they worded as he was so impressed by the pictures, he took them home and then found this sheet in them that led to them getting a suspect. Uh-huh. But they make it sound like he's a hero for getting these pictures and taking them home. From the trash. And I'm like... This is a this is a greasy looking man who found pictures of a bikini model and took them home. Yeah, I'm like I'm not gonna say it out loud either. I'm like <laughs> let's just let that thought marinate in our head for a second. Let's think about how creepy that is. Wow. And then he was probably like, huh, you know, this might be something. <laughs> anyway, back to this week's That's episode. That's crazy. Do you think he would have got away with it if the guy didn't find the pictures? I'll just say that I've been trying to keep this more PG. Yeah. If that guy wasn't horny, I don't know what would have happened. That's wild. If the guy, you know what I mean? Like if he went to jail because some guy found pictures in a trash can, that's insane. It's, it's some of the coincidences yeah, the, in this show. She just, did the photo shoot with like a car mm-hmm. and the guy that killed her mm-hmm. left the rental agreement in with those pictures. So that's what happened. Wow. No way they would have caught him. No. No way. That's, that would have been in a landfill like a day later. That's incredible. I can send you that one after, later tonight. I'll have to watch that. I can send that. you the link. Incre- I say incredible as in, like, lucky they caught yeah. him. I don't say these things like, man, he should have got away with yeah. it. it just, that's insane, yeah. the coincidence there. Okay. Back, Back to this week. Back Steve, to Steve and Kim. Kim Rico. They are at the dinner theater. They're sitting next to another couple who get interviewed in the show. Uh, the husband's an attorney. Wife's a parole officer. Um, they're really just there as witnesses. Yeah. You know what I mean? I thought they were more in the story, but they were just like, oh, it's funny. They sat next to legal people and right, they were yeah. at the show. Huh? Yeah. Huh? It's like. And they were like, they looked like normal. They looked like a normal couple. Yeah. And then they never hear from them again. Yeah. They're like, we found out the guy died. And then she tells her husband, that was the guy we sat next to. And like, that's really goes, it. Oh. oh yeah. <laughs> Which, sure, it's witnesses. Good enough. Um, so after the after the uh, murder mystery, they don't really say too much other than uh, Kim is very extroverted and uh, Steve is very introverted. They don't say whether she participated in the theater or he didn't. They just say that they were different at odds, mm-hmm. if you will. So they go back to their room. Uh, she runs out. Kim runs out to run some errands. Steve decides to go to bed. Or is still in the room, basically, is all you need to know. Yeah. She comes back. The room's on fire. She reports this fire. And that's basically where we start with the whole crime scene. Uh, We see that there was a couple open bottles of beer. Did you see those pictures? Yes. That guy was charred. I can't believe they were allowed to show those on TV. They were, yeah. Granted, they weren't showing, like, his junk or anything. But he was, like, he looked like a piece of charcoal. Yeah. Yeah, and then his gut was like chilling there, but he looked like a piece of charcoal. And that's almost what's interesting too, how localized the fire was. They even showed the like the bedroom. Like if this they is get the, into that too. Yeah, I say if this is the bedroom, it's like his bed is like charcoal and uh, other room, which we come to find out. And I didn't know this before watching this episode the first time I had seen it. Uh, 
Oh, keep uh, going. I just want to know if you're thinking what I'm thinking. Just keep um, going. The pillowcases and sheets are fire retardant. Yes, that's what I said. I said, what did I say? I say hotels put fire retardant on beds? Question mark. Yeah, I had no clue that was a thing. I the first time I saw this, I remember thinking like, wow, if I was committing that crime, I would have never thought. To yeah. Get. Either way, nuts, but also a really good safety feature. When you think about how many people probably smoke in hotel rooms, even though they shouldn't, or smoking well, rooms. Take, you, you, a lot of hotel people are drunk or whatever, partying. Well, if you, one guy accidentally lights something on fire in his room, yeah. you, you can easily get the whole place shut down if you don't have the proper exactly. you know, procedure. Because they said it was heavily insulated too, right? Right. So that made it even more localized. Yeah. I could believe right. the insulation thing, but I had no clue about the sheets and stuff. No, and so there were empty beer bottles, there was an open pack of cigars, and a Playboy magazine near the body. And so they assumed that he was smoking cigars, reading the magazine, drinking the beers, passed out, fell asleep, and the cigar lit. And they make it sound like that's why they have the fire retardant things in the room and i was like is that really that common but apparently the whole idea of like smoker true smoking was a lot bigger back then too so and to be fair like the last one we watched on the surface that's like all right yeah she she ran out she hadn't a clear alibi she reported it i didn't know any better right yeah if you didn't know any better especially if you didn't know the whole retardant thing compared to like what we learn later, uh-huh. it's crazy how like how much that matters. Well, she ends up being kind of dumb. Well, yes, but <laughs> not knowing the precautions that were in place, yeah, none of that would have mattered if it was just open closed, right. the way that she thought it would be. And I I would have thought it was as easy as the way she thought it would be. So I right, she was dumb. Like I'm not going to discount that. We'll get into that, but yeah, I would say we're alluding to the wife being having a mischievous role yeah. here. Uh, we later learn that um, the electrical unit and the heating unit were both eliminated as the cause of the fire. And uh, no ashes to support the cigarette. That was, that was what was interesting. So they thought the lit cigar was what would do it, and then they... <laughs> he was smoking backwoods, by the way. Yeah, right, backwoods <laughs> cigars. Not necessarily like a big Cuban yeah. that would light something up. And they said they couldn't find the cigar butt or ashes to support that theory. And I thought to myself, that's a good point, except if this room burned down, do you think a cigar butt wouldn't burn with it? It's paper. It's meant I to mean, burn. I mean, if it was that localized, maybe it True. was more believable. That's what I was but thinking. But if my whole house spontaneously combusted, I'd be like, good luck. Yeah. that That's what I – I put a question mark there, and I thought to myself, well, it was a bed from me to you or from me to the wall. Yeah. Makes sense. So now we know it wasn't electrical, it wasn't heating, and it doesn't look like the cigar could have done it. They did tests. They got a pillow, stacked four cigars, let them stay there. It wasn't enough to light a pillow on fire, let alone a whole room. He didn't start the fire. Nice. <laughs> you should get a really cheesy boom yeah. every time yeah. we make be a the bed. whole show. <laughs> um. So from there, so now we're already suspicious, like, okay, yeah. he didn't just fall asleep with a cigar in his hand. And then they tell us more. They do tell us more. And I'm glad you brought <laughs> <laughs> Like the low carbon monoxide That's and that they find say. out he wasn't breathing when yeah. the fire started. Right. He wasn't breathing. And then, um, oh yeah, that's what I was going to put. The mucus in your airways would fill with soot unless you're not breathing when you, when the fire, you're not breathing when the fire is happening, a.k.a. he was dead before the fire was lit. Mm-hmm. 
So now we know, okay, it's a murder. And they, they ruled it arson at that point, I believe. Um, the, the rest of this episode is just Kim being stupid. Yeah, the rest of this is like, let's just the, narrow the down point. ways to prove it wasn't an accident and that it was the wife. The Chronicles of Kim. <laughs> the Chronicles of Kim. Steve didn't smoke. I have this in all capital letters. He wasn't a cigar smoker. He didn't smoke. He notably turned down a fancy cigar at a work event at the golf course. Strike number two on Kim. She would get along really well with the first guy that pushed the yeah. cinder block off, <laughs> I was thinking. She said Steve drank all night. They were, there was no alcohol found in his body. The third strike. Kim added a $250,000 life add-on to the already $400,000 life insurance policy that they had for him and had an affair with a man 10 years younger that people knew about. Yeah, I, I put on here uh, life insurance, surprise, surprise. That's yeah, all. Yeah, every any, episode. Yeah, that or Luminol. Take your pick. the Luminol. Roll the dice, see what you get. And then Kim told people she wasn't happy and that no matter how much effort Steve was going to put in to try and fix their marriage, she, she was done. Right. She had already checked out. Yep. He was trying to improve himself for no reason for her. Yeah, and we hear this from his family who said he was making an effort to be a better father, better husband, and she was never interested in that. Uh, one thing I want to add, not only to her co-worker, who <laughs> she was a little more specific to, but she told multiple people that she wanted to kill her husband and, like, would joke about it, friends, co-workers, like, I understand people, oh, man, I, I could kill him. You know what I mean? And yeah. then you give an example what happened that day. Multiple people? Specifics? Oops. That's a big whoops. What <laughs> I've never heard of this drug. Succinylcholine? That, yeah. I wasn't a bio major, so screw I've never, me, I guess. I've never heard of it. I've heard of... Uh, Acetylcholine esterases, which are the enzymes that break down acetylcholine, which is in uh, muscle. But that probably has nothing to do with succinylcholine. Yeah. All we know is that as soon as it's in the body, or very rapidly, uh, enzymes break it down. Mm -hmm. Succinylcholine aces. <laughs> Ace at the end of something uh -huh. means enzyme. Kim's uh, Kim's co not to cut you off. No, no, that's all right. Kim's co-worker, after being told... That Kim wanted to kill her husband said, "Just give him some succinylcholine." <laughs> so guess what? They think Kim killed her with, him with. Right. Oh, uh, boy. So yeah, to continue on with my chronicles of her being dumb, yeah, she was a medical it. technician, which means she 100% could have gotten this drug yes. without any issue. Yes. The only thing that was weird to me about that is they never prove it. Was there no inventory where they could have seen, like, what vial was missing? Or is that just one of those things where... I'll bet there probably wasn't a very thorough inventory that could... I don't know what succinylcholine's used for. You know what I mean? Like, say that's something that's really common in a hospital. Uh -huh. A vial goes missing. Say she took that vial three months before. You know, who knows? She's obviously uh -huh. been, been planning this a long time. I feel like that's probably what happened. There wasn't a good inventory. And it's not traceable in the body, so... You know, there's there's that. Now it is. Mm -hmm. When I first watched this episode, granted, in chronological order, you don't find out how dumb she is. You first realize that, like, well, if it was this chemical, it's not traceable. And I was like, wow, that's a like get out of jail free card for her. And then she made 20 other mistakes, so it didn't matter. If she would have kept her mouth shut, they would have had nothing. It's like that rat poison last week. The um, uh, yeah, the I'll have to find it. What the poisoning? Same idea, though. If you yeah, can't trace it, not that's... Not luminal. 
not luminol, no. Thallium. Thallium poisoning. Yeah. There you go. It's an element. This one ends uh, kind of quick, too. Yeah. I, I mean, have, uh, not, not really, but they never really say the, like, damning evidence against her other than they said, she opened her mouth too much, and then they said there's a 100% reason to believe she could have gotten this drug and given it to him. Yeah, I forget the phrase they use. Basically, like, guilty, proven guilty by, like, her ruling peers. out. Yeah. Yeah, ruling everything out. And that errand she ran for her airtight alibi, the lady there remembered her buying the exact cigars because she, like, she said, she, I like the way your hair's dyed. And Kim was like, it's not dyed, it's authentic. Yeah. And so she remembered. I was like, why would you leave an impact? Why would you do anything the, to make someone remember your face if you're buying the stuff you're going to plant for your husband's murder? So many questions. Why did you buy them that weekend? What I want to know is they made it seem like she killed him, lit the fire, ran out, came back. How do you light a fire, leave, and come back, and the fire's not... I mean, granted, the fire retardant and everything, but, like, how did no one see her light a fire, leave the room, and come back, and it's on... You know what I mean? Yeah. And then she also injected it while he was sleeping, which he must have been a very heavy sleeper. Could you imagine it kills you like that. Right. That's that's true. They do say large doses are lethal. They weaken and burn eat them. Right. And they just give you the... <laughs> Sayonara. Yeah. I, uh... The last thing I had written was she told her friends she was going to do it. I yeah, thought maybe I had all she... caps. She told people in detail that she was going to kill him. I feel like she could have maybe gotten away with it if it wasn't yeah, for that. Yeah, she kept her mouth shut. Because there's a lot of it like someone else could have done all this. It doesn't have to be her. Yeah, and, but yeah. then her alibi fell through when the lady remembered her and remembered her buying the cigars mm-hmm. after he was dead. Rest in peace. Didn't have the they had the receipt too, didn't they or something? Yeah, there was a receipt. She was that she was there, and she was on the video camera. (sighs) Another interesting ones, the ones where they try to get away with murder. The first guy that we talked about. Yeah, they would put together a horrible murder. He had like twenty eight. Remember, he had like twenty eight. He had like forty two alibis, and then they were like, "Who is that man?" Yeah, (laughs) yeah, right. And then they questioned one person, and they buckled. Like, actually, no, I've never met him what before. Was his name Bruce or something? Oh, I forget. What I... was his name? I think I wrote everything in this notebook. I hope I hope he's in here. I really want to see. I've got it somewhere. I think his name was Bruce. I hope his name was Bruce. Julio? Father of the Year Award? Oh, boy, that was that movie we watched. Oh, that's... I think I wrote, that was the only one I wrote in my notes app. Yeah, that was. Hunter or Hunted? Oh, but I don't have his name on here. I think it was Bruce. I think it was Bruce. Oh, man. This has been, have an opinion, though. Kyle taking the lead on the Forensic Files discussion. We're both working men, which means we both have clinical depression. We'll see you next week, you freaks.